Welcome to episode 112 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all this football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youth.com slash Matt Witt, as well as twitch.tv slash the Matt Witt. You come check us out review Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcast. Today we have a fun episode. NFC North predictions are finally here. This is my final NFC North predictions as we are entering the NFL season one day until the official start of the NFL regular season, and I will make my predictions for this year's final results of the NFC North, its standings, its wins, its losses, and how it will go down. On top of that, we will be taking a look into the Vikings first week. This Sunday, the Vikings will go to Cincinnati to play the Cincinnati Bengals on 12 o'clock Central on Fox. And we're going to be previewing this matchup and how it should and what to expect and how it should go down. I hope you all do enjoy this episode of Morning Kickoff. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Final NFC North predictions for the 2021 NFL season. Now, this is a little bit overdue. A lot of um, podcasters out there and content creators have already created their predictions for the 2021 NFL season, as now we are only one day until the official kickoff to the 2021 NFL season. So this is the final NFC North predictions, as this is a Vikings podcast. We have to focus specifically on the NFC North. Now, before we get into this episode, I just want to say now that we're entering the NFL season and I'm super stoked for what this uh, season has in store, we will be doing a lot of podcasting. So I hope you all do subscribe to the podcast, turn on notification if you would like to. I mean, if you're into this stuff, be sure to do that. And we will be live streaming every Thursday and Monday, Monday and Thursday weekly on this podcast around I'd say around seven o'clock central, same schedule as we did during the 2020 season. And this 2021 season, we will go even stronger. And hopefully the Vikings will have a better season this year. Spoiler alert, we will have a better season this year. So I hope you all are just as excited about this season as I am. So um, with that being said, NFC North prediction. So we have a tough schedule. The NFC North has the toughest schedule out of any division in football. Not only do we have three of our four teams are very competitive and should all be making the NFL postseason as a whole, but we have to play the AFC North and the NFC West, two of the toughest divisions in the NFL. So as a whole, NFC North, we have a very tough schedule when it comes down to it. So even getting 10 wins is huge. If if you get 10 wins with this schedule, that's huge for the for the for the opponents that we have to play. So uh, starting us off, we have the Detroit Lions now. It's surprising the fact that the Detroit Lions have gotten worse than they were last year. Lions had lost Matthew Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones. Two, I mean, three of their core players on offense. Now, they still have TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, assuming that he looks better than he did last year. They still have two solid players on offense. TJ Hawkinson is a top five tight end in the league. But as a whole, Lions have gotten worse this offseason. Bringing in Panay Sewell was a good move for them. Now he will play at right tackle and they have Taylor Decker at left tackle still. So as a whole, their offensive line is solid. And that's surprising because the Lions have not had a good offensive line in a long time. So Jared Koff is pretty protected under center. But none of that matters when your whiteouts are garbage and your only good target really is TJ Hawkinson and your best target is your second best target is DeAndre Swift. So 
With that being said, Lions will finish fourth in this division at four and 13. And then against divisional opponents, Lions will be one and five. That one win being against the Green Bay Packers week 18. That sounds weird to say week 18. But uh, I do think the Detroit Lions will actually beat the Green Bay Packers this year. Now, I'll say it again because I said it many times and just because I love to say this. My favorite team is obviously the Minnesota Vikings. But my second favorite team is the Detroit Lions. Now, you may be wondering, why is the Detroit Lions my second favorite team? I mean, there's a divisional rival. The reason why the Detroit Lions are my favorite, my second favorite team is because they give us two wins every year and they compete against the Packers. Something about the Lions and Packers, they look even when they play each other. Now, the Lions, yes, they have lost, I believe it's five straight, no, four straight against the Green Bay Packers. However, in a majority of those losses, they really did put up a fight against the Green Bay Packers. And a couple of years ago, the Lions should have beat the Packers if it wasn't for the refs. However, with that being said, in the last four years, the Lions and Packers are 500, splitting four and four against each other. So, and then you also take a look at this back here. We have the tracking of years since the Lions won a playoff game. And we're going to be adding one more tally mark to this as the Lions have only gotten worse this offseason. So I believe the Lions will actually beat the Packers week 18 to finish off the season, which will be the cherry on top of the NFL regular season for the Minnesota Vikings would be the Packers actually losing to the Lions. Against NFC opponents as a whole, Lions will be 3-5. and five. Against divisional opponents as a whole, Lions will be 1-5. and five. And at home, Lions will be 3-5. and five. So... Not a very good season for the Lions, but I think Detroit fans are going to be fine with that. I mean, if you do get that first overall draft pick and you do get this rattler guy coming out of Oklahoma, Lions could be set. I mean, that's really what they need. They've built an offensive line ready for them. They just need playmakers to build around a quarterback, but they first need a quarterback to do so. So Lions have really been in a rebuilding phase the last 20 years, and this is the best position they've been in to rebuild, actually, and become a playoff competitor, a Super Bowl competitor is with this trade with Matthew Stafford where they acquired all these first-round draft picks and with all these picks building around a quarterback. But yeah, first have to get a, a generational quarterback. That's what the Lions need. And if they do get 4-13, and 13, they will likely have that first draft pick in next year's draft. And first or second, and hopefully, no, not hopefully, but for Detroit Lions fans, they will be happy to get that first overall draft pick and finally be in a good position to rebuild. Also, that Matthew Stafford for trade, that might have been the best thing to happen to the Lions since Calvin Johnson, or maybe even since Barry Sanders. I mean, they, they're in a great position to rebuild after that Matthew Stafford trade. And now we're entering the debatable territory of the NFC North. Everybody knows Lions are going to get fourth in this division. Even Detroit fans know Lions are going to be fourth in this division, and I'm pretty sure they're fine with that as well, like I said. But one through three, this is going to be the debatable territory of the NFL regular season, starting it off who I think will be third in this division, and that will be the Chicago Bears. The Bears have a solid team as a whole. They have a solid defense, an improved offensive line, and actually a very good offense when you take a look at it because their backfield is what is they can transition David Montgomery with Tyreek Owen. They have a pretty good backfield right there. The receivers are great. I mean, Allen Robinson is the most underrated receiver in the NFL. You have Darnell Mooney, a great draft pick out of the fifth round going into his second year, should understand the routes and playbook a little bit more. And then under center is their problem. And that's where the Bears problem has been a long time. If Andy Dalton starting under center. Now they did just draft Justin Fields, and I'm assuming that he will take the starting role eventually in the regular season. But you know how rookie quarterbacks are. They usually don't carry their team to a divisional win. So I wouldn't expect that Andy Dalton or that Justin Fields actually takes that role and brings his team to the playoffs. That would be surprising to see a like a I guess you would see like a Cam Newton type quarterback just come out out of nowhere, not even understanding the playbook as a whole and just 
bringing his team to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. So I don't expect that to happen with Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. However, I do think Justin Fields was a great draft pick for them. But overall, Bears finishing at 9-8 and eight on the season, just barely over 500. Divisional games, Bears will be 4-2. and two, Those four wins being two against the Detroit Lions and splitting against the Vikings and Packers. Against all NFC teams being 7-5. and five. And then 7-1 and one at home. Great performance for the Chicago Bears if they are actually 7-1 and one at home because they do have a great home field advantage and that defense... Go. The defense looks great when they play at home. When they play away games, they just look average. This is how the Bears defense has been operating. And Bears have one of the best home field advantages. Chicago Bears, I think, will dominate at home and then just almost lose out of their away games. So then second place in this division, we have the Green Bay Packers, who will finish 10-7. and Like I said earlier in this podcast episode, 10-7 and is good. With the schedule that the NFC North is given, 10-7 and is a solid finishing record. And Vegas has the Packers actually winning this division. However, I think the Vikings do have that slight edge over the Packers, and it's barely, and you'll take a look into it. So divisional opponents, Packers will be 3-3 three and three in the division, splitting with the Lions, Bears, and Vikings. And then against NFC North opponents, will be seven and five and then six and two at home solid when it comes to home games six and two at home pretty regular when it comes to Lambeau Field and then NFC opponents seven and five they have some tough teams to play in the NFC and then you already know who's first I mean it has to be the Minnesota Vikings not only is this a Vikings podcast but I do actually believe the Vikings have that slight edge over the Packers and you will see that this is a very slight win over the Packers because Vikings will be first in this division at 10 and 7. Packers will be second in this division at 10 and 7. They will both split so no one will have that head-to-head -head win as both the Vikings will win against the Packers and the Packers will win against the Vikings so it will come down to divisional opponents as a whole. Well like I said how the Lions are going to beat the Packers that will actually ruin their season as the Vikings will finish off the season 4 and 2 in the division beating out the Detroit Lions and splitting against the Packers and the Chicago Bears finishing 4 and 2 in the division giving them that edge that wins the NFC North title in 2021 and then 7 and 5 against NFC opponents and 6 and 2 at home. So the final predictions as a whole we have the Minnesota Vikings on top at 10 and 7 but getting that slight edge over the Packers as they will have more divisional wins. Packers will be 10 and 7 at second place. Bears 9 and 8 at third. So these top three teams, very close. I mean, they're within one game apart. And Chicago Bears can also easily be a 5 and 12 team. Now, I believe that they won't be. And I think that they have a lot better of an offense than people actually think they do. And their defense looks great at home. So I think that they're going to be around even in 9 and 8 is as close as you can get to an even team uh, in 2021 as there's 17 games. So Chicago Bears, nine and eight, third in the division, just barely missing the NFL playoffs. Lions, four and 13 in the division, winning themselves the first overall draft pick in 2022. Vikings will represent the NFC North in the playoffs. However, Packers will also make the playoffs as a wild card team. And it's possible that the Packers and Vikings could actually be playing each other in the NFL playoffs. Since they're both 10 and 7, that's very likely. Pack Vikings could be um, the four seed and Packers could be the fifth seed in the NFL playoffs. So uh, that's possible that that could happen. However, Vikings, Packers, Bears, very close when it comes down to it. Bears can easily be a terrible team, but Vikings and Packers, it's pretty solid that they're at least a eight win team. So that's going to wrap up the 2021 final NFC North predictions for the 2021 NFL season. I hope you all do enjoy and I hope you all enjoy this podcast this upcoming season. I'm very excited for this NFL season to kick off this Sunday or I guess 
actually it's tomorrow that it's going to kick off. I'm excited for Vikings football to kick off this Sunday, and we're going to be previewing this matchup tomorrow and uh, reviewing it on Monday, and we're going to be doing this Monday to Thursday live streaming. So I hope you all do enjoy this podcast episode. If you're interested in that, please subscribe and turn on the notification bell so you can not miss out on any of this as well. If you're listening to the podcast, writing and subscribe would also be very much appreciated. Thank you. The Minnesota Vikings NFL regular season has returned. This is the very first preview, and we're going to be previewing the matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals for week one. This is the first preview that we're doing for this um, uh, 2021 season, obviously. But just before I get into this, I would like to say that we're going to be previewing every matchup every Thursday and recapping it every Monday live on YouTube and Twitch. That is youtube.com slash Matt Witt, as, as well as twitch.tv slash the Matt Witt. We're going to be uh, live streaming every preview and every recap every week. So if you love the Minnesota Vikings like I do, and you're interested in this podcast, please subscribe and tune into that because I'm very excited for this upcoming season as this Vikings team looks great. Now we have suffered with a lot of injuries and we're going to get into that, but overall this Vikings team is a lot better than, than we were in the 2020 season. So uh, starting it off, uh, Minnesota Vikings will be traveling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. This is a 12 o'clock game on Sunday, 12 o'clock central time on Fox and Vikings are three and a half point favorites in this matchup. Starting off by taking a look at the Vikings Wednesday injury report, Christian Derrissaw has returned to practice. This is his first time practicing since August 12th with the team and um, first over first round draft pick for the Minnesota Vikings after trading down with the New York Jets, drafted 23rd overall out of Virginia Tech. Christian Derrissaw is still questionable to play week one against the Cincinnati Bengals with a groin injury. However, even if he is healthy to play, he will not start at left tackle week one against the Bengals simply because Rashad Hill has played a long time under this Vikings offense, played in preseason, played in training camp and Rashad Hill will start at left tackle. With that being said, Christian Derrissaw will likely take the starting role at left tackle by the end of the season. Uh, next up, Tyler Conklin. Tyler Conklin was limited during Wednesday's practice with the team uh, with a hamstring in- injury. Vikings have to rush back Tyler Conklin if he can play. He's questionable right now, but if he can play, Vikings have to rush him back after suffering with Earth Smith Jr.'s injury, who will likely be out this entire season. Outside of that, these tight ends don't look that great. So hopefully Tyler Conklin can play week one against the Bengals. Anthony Barr was limited during practice as well with a knee injury. This is Anthony Barr's first time practicing since August 9th. And Anthony Barr still 50-50 to play week one. However, I do believe the Vikings will try to rush him back as they can't. We can't be stuck starting Chaz Surratt at strong side linebacker. So hopefully we do see uh, Anthony Barr likely will play week one against the Bengals at strong side linebacker. Outside of that, D.D. Westbrook was a full participant during uh, Wednesday's practice. D.D. Westbrook, wide receiver, taken out of free agency out of Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Free agency, D.D. Westbrook will likely be our wide receiver three, as K.J. Osborne and Mir Smith-Marset did not look good in the preseason, and B.C. Johnson and Chad Beebe just suffered with season-ending injuries. So hopefully, D.D. Westbrook can be back. He will be back because he was a full participant, but hopefully he can take that wide receiver three role and look great because, oh, we're going to get into this. Our Vikings offense, we saw in preseason, there is no depth. There's no depth at the wide receiver position. Nothing at the tight end position. Offensive line, not so much as well. The only depth we have, or quarterback is, again, quarterback play in the preseason was awful, but our running back really is the only spot on offense where there's depth at the running back position. And then key injuries for the Cincinnati Bengals. Trey Waynes was ruled out against this matchup. Uh, Trey Waynes, long time, uh, played with the Vikings four years, I believe first round draft pick out of 20. 15 played with the Vikings four years, and then this would be his second year with the Cincinnati Bengals. However, he will not play this week. He was ruled out. And 
Outside of that, Trey Wayne's, their corners don't look that great. I mean, Mackenzie Alexander was um, actually played with them last year. Mackenzie Alexander coming with the Vikings now might give us um, some insight on the Vikings defense, but don't know how useful that's going to be because it was Mackenzie Alexander, but it's good to have him back as well. So he's going to be playing. Also with the Bengals, though, uh, Riley Reef will be starting at left tackle, uh, right tackle, another player who played with the Vikings last year and or played with the Vikings recently and will be playing with the Cincinnati Bengals this week. So taking a look into the Bengals offense, they have a very young and developing offense. Obviously, Joe Burrow, quarterback, uh, first overall draft pick in 2020. He has not played since week 11 of the 2020 season and will be coming back this uh, healthy, this matchup against the Vikings, as well as Joe Mixon, their starting running back, longtime veteran with the Cincinnati Bengals, will be coming back after not playing since week, week 10 of 2020. And then their wide receiver group is... Their wide receiver group looks very good. They have T. Higgins. Um, they have, obviously, Tyler Boyd, who's played with the team. I believe it's five years now. But outside of that, they have T. Higgins, um, Jamar Chase, two young players, one drafted in 2020, and then one being the first wide receiver drafted out of the 2021 draft. So they have a lot of receivers, and this is really going to test our Vikings defense because, yes, it's the Bengals' offense. Their offense is not great. I mean, Joe Mixon, solid, okay running back. Their wide receivers should have high potential, but right now don't look as great they have to still develop and then same goes for joe burrow so this is the best week one matchup we could have asked for and this is because this is a brand new vikings defense yes they're all veterans and they should be able to perform very well because they're veterans however they haven't worked together for very long so this could really build chemistry on the defensive side of the ball and would be great for the minnesota vikings as six of our 11 starters are all going to be making their debut with the team. Those six starters are Patrick Peterson, Xavier Woods, Bashad Breeland, Nick Vigil, Dalvin Tomlinson, and Michael Pierce. Six of our 11 starters on defense are all going to be making their debut with the team. On top of that, we have players who have not played in some time with the Minnesota Vikings, that being Eric Hendricks, who hasn't played since week 11 of 2020, Anthony Barr, who hasn't played since week two of 2020, and Danielle Hunter, who hasn't played since 2019. So all these players have not played in a long time. Basically, everybody outside of Harrison Smith has not played in this Vikings defense for a long time. So it's pretty, um, we're pretty relieved that we get to play the Cincinnati Bengals offense week one. So this Vikings 4-3 defense should be able to put an average running back like Joe Mixon in their place. Vikings have an excellent 4-3 and possibly one of the best defenses against the run and should be able to put Joe Mixon in their place. Problem is we don't have an excellent pass rush. We don't have great secondary well we don't actually know how our secondary is going to look which is why that's going to be one of the biggest focuses in this weekly matchup is really how our secondary is going to play uh working together as they are all old guys all veteran players they should be at least average in the nfl but the vikings against the run should be excellent pass rushes pass rush without blitzing is going to be a little bit of a problem we're going to have to rely on daniel hunter for that so as a whole vikings defense should be able to contain the Cincinnati Bengals. An average offense like the Cincinnati Bengals, Vikings should be able to hold Joe Mixon to under 70, uh, 75 rushing yards and, and hold Joe Burrow to under 300 passing yards. So I would expect this defense to have a pretty good week. And this is a great week one matchup for the Vikings as for this Vikings defense as next week, they're going to be having to play the Arizona Cardinals, which is a lot better of an offense. And hopefully by then our defense can really build a lot more chemistry and look more like an NFL starting defense. So now taking a look at the Vikings offense, Vikings offense, we haven't changed. There's one thing, and that is Dalvin Cook. Establish the run. That's If you talk about weekly key wins for the Vikings, what is going to be our keys to victory? The starting one is always just establish the run. You give Dalvin Cook all the carries in the first half, you're setting up the pass. Dalvin Cook has a good day, Everybody has a good day. And that's why the Vikings, we have one of the best, possibly the best offensive trio in the league with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. 
and that's because of Dalvin Cook. Now, you take a look at this Vikings offensive line. Our Vikings starting offensive line, we have Rashad Hill, Ezra Cleveland at left guard, uh, Garrett Bradbury back at center, Ole Uda, Ole Uda, who's uh, going to start at right guard, and then Brian O'Neill at right tackle. Congratulations to Brian O'Neill for his new uh, contract. That guy got paid. But um, taking a look at our offensive line, two core players I want to focus on here, and that is Ezra Cleveland and Garrett Bradbury. Now, Ezra Cleveland played uh, the second half of the 2020 season at right guard and has moved to left guard. Great move for him. Garrett Bradbury and Ezra Cleveland are two players on this offensive line who have done an excellent job blocking for Dalvin Cook. Now, they haven't protected for Kirk Cousins as well as we were hoping they would, but have done a great job blocking for Dalvin Cook. And I want to see what Dalvin Cook can do rushing on the left side of the offensive line with these two players coming back. So this is going to look very well for the Vikings. I'm, I'm saying it right now. You have Garrett Bradbury and CJ Ham as your lead blockers. Dalvin Cook can get one-on-one -on -one against Jesse Bates. He can get one-on-one -on -one against Von Bell. That's an easy touchdown. Because Dalvin Cook is the best at breaking tackles. He's the best at cutting back. He's an excellent running back. After the catch, after the after contact, Dalvin Cook is the best running back in the NFL. And if you can get him through the linebackers, through the uh, through the offensive line, through the defensive line, you give him one on one against Jesse Bates, one on one against Von Bell. That's a touchdown. At least a at least a first at least a first uh, down. And Dalvin Cook is going to have a field day against this Cincinnati Bengals defense. And I would honestly, and I'll say it right now, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to get sacked. I just don't see it. If you establish the run early, Kirk Cousins doesn't have to, as much pressure on his back. He's able to move around. He's able to perform when Dalvin Cook is having a good game. And this is what we've seen last year. This is what we've seen at the year before that. When Dalvin Cook has a good game, so does everybody else. And that's because we use the run to set up the pass. And that's exactly what we're going to do in this game and why the Vikings will have a field day against these uh, young or against these Cincinnati Bengals defense, which is not an excellent defense, by the way. So so both Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson should also have a field day alongside Dalvin Cook. So you take a look at the Cincinnati Bengals corners. Right now they have uh, Chidobe Awuzie, cornerback with the uh, Dallas Cowboys last year, who we played against. Not the greatest corner, so I do think the Vikings should have a good uh, game against him. Mike Hilton, cornerback from the Steelers that they signed in this uh, free agency class, as well as Eli Apple, longtime veteran in the NFL, and they Apparently, they took him from the Panthers. I didn't even know Eli Apple was with the Panthers. I thought he was still with the Saints, but apparently they signed him from the Panthers free agency. So that's really the Vikings offense against this defense should have a great game. Now, here's the problem. Although the Vikings have an excellent, the best offensive trio in the NFL, our depth is not there. And like I said, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, they're going to win us this game. They will. They're going to win us this game. Thing is, even though we have the best offensive trio in the NFL when it comes to running back, wide receiver, wide receiver trios, this can't win us every game. But it's going to this week, but we're going to see that we're going to need that X factor, that next man up. It was supposed to be Ur Smith Jr. It was supposed to be Chad Beebe. It was supposed to be BC Johnson. All of them are out with injuries for the whole season. Who's going to be that next guy who can make those third down plays, who can make a get, a, get us a couple touchdowns in the year? And that's where the focus is here because... We have Tyler Conklin starting at tight end. He looks great. Tyler Conklin can be that guy. Outside of that, we have D.D. Westbrook coming in. We have uh, Amir Smith-Marset, the rookie. K.J. Osborne, second-year player out of Miami, as well as Chris Herndon, who the Vikings just took from the Jets. So we have multiple players who can step into that role. Thing is, we need at least one of them, too. Last year, we saw Ersmith Jr. and Chad Beebe step into that spot and won us a couple games. This is what we're asking for them, because although our offensive trio is great, we need that X factor. We need that next guy up who can look good on this Vikings offense. And so far, all in all, I don't know who it's going to be, and I don't know if it's going to be anybody. From the preseason that we saw, we don't have depth at tight end or depth at wide receiver at all. 
The only depth we have is at the running back position. So we really, we don't know who this next guy up is going to be, but hopefully it's one of those that I just named. And we are just hoping that it can be Tyler Coughlin who can look like a tight end one and get us a couple touchdowns in the year, get it averaging maybe 15 yards per game. This is all that we're asking for him because we need that X factor on this Vikings offense. And we already took a look into the Vikings defense, which is a completely defense than, different defense than we had in 2020. And we already took a look into the Vikings offense. Now taking a look into the Vikings special teams, which is the, the aspect of this Vikings team that changed the most in the offseason. You take a look in this Vikings special teams, we knew it was going to change when the Vikings brought Ryan Feiken to be our special teams coordinator, who got us Greg Joseph to be our kicker, Jordan Berry to be our punter, and Andrew DiPaolo to be our long snapper. We don't know a whole lot of how these players are going to look, but we're going to assume that it's going to be better than how our special teams was last year. Punt returner, we still don't know who quite is going to be our punt returner, whether that's KJ Osborne, D.D. Westbrook, or Amir Smith-Marset. However, Amir Smith-Marset, fifth-round rookie out of Iowa State, has locked down that kick return role for the Vikings, which was a big issue last year. The Vikings special teams was a huge issue last year and lost us a couple games, so hopefully this year, not asking for a whole lot here, but hopefully it can be a better special teams than it was last year. So, so like I said already, this Vikings offensive trio is going to win us this game. And that's why the, for the bold prediction of the week, the Vikings trio will combine for over 350 total yards. That is Dalvin Cook, who will have 32 touches for 175 scrimmage yards, averaging to 5.7 yards per carry, as well as two touchdowns on the day. Justin Jefferson with 10 receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. And then Adam Thielen, eight receptions for 112 yards. This should happen here because you take a look at it. These three players are going to get the ball in just about every snap because we can't rely on KJ Osborne. We can't rely on Amir Smith-Marset, Tyler Coughlin. We can't rely on these players to really win us the game as we will on Dalvin Cook, who will set up passes for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. So this Vikings offensive trio should have a field day against this, um, against this Bengals defense. So our biggest questions going into this game, is our new defense going to look as good as they're supposed to be? Our new special teams, are they going to? new offensive line, and then our depth at the wide receiver and tight end position. Is someone going to step up? And that offensive trio will be the reason why the Vikings will win this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals to start out the season 1-0. Vikings will win this game 30-16 with the player of the game being Dalvin Cook. Not a very big prediction there. Dalvin Cook will obviously be the player of the game if the Vikings do win this matchup. Starting out the season 1-0 to travel on to play the Arizona Cardinals at Arizona for the Week 2 matchup, which we will be previewing next week on this Thursday. A lot tougher of an offense to play, a lot tougher of a defense to play. This is a very healthy week one matchup for the Vikings and we couldn't have asked to play a better team week one that's going to wrap up episode 112 of morning kickoff I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode if you did be sure to rate subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football related content thank you all for tuning into this episode of morning kickoff have a great day